Season 2, Preview 3 of the Talking Ball Y'all Podcast. On this preview, we will be taking an in-depth look at the Picayune Maroon Tide. This week's episode is brought to you by Pearl River Community College. Katie Cake and Company located at 109 West Canal Street in Picayune and Robertson Brothers Used Cars located on Highway 11 South in Picayune. The spotlight interview this week is brought to you by Advantage Insurance Company. For all your commercial and personal insurance needs, come by Advantage Insurance. They are located at 4201 Suite B, Highway 11 North in Picayune, or give Shauna Oder a call at 601-749-8790. We're fortunate enough tonight on the Talking Ball Y'all podcast to be joined uh, by longtime Picayune Maroon Tide head coach, Coach Dodd Lee. Coach, uh, thanks for joining us tonight. I know you had a busy day of practice. It was the first, uh, you know, really official uh, day of practice throughout the state. Uh, so thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, you're welcome. Uh, coach, just to get into a little bit of last year, uh, 2017, your ball club goes 9-3 and three on the year and, um, you know, had a – had a tough loss in the in the in the first round of the playoffs against Laurel, but just talk about the team coming from last year, some players coming back uh, as you went into your spring game. Just talk about that transition uh, coming from last year into this year. Yeah, that was a big turnover. We lost a lot of seniors, but uh, you know, I thought our kids did a good job. I thought our quarterback did a good job, and uh, Jet and he, you know, he he Jet Myers and he, you know, has done a good job. But the strength of our football team is going to be our offensive line. I think we have two tackles in the center that can play for anybody. But, uh, you know, we're going to be a little raw in the secondary, a little raw in the skill positions. But, you know, they've got, they've got a lot of work since uh, December of last year, and uh, we expect them to do real well. I mean, I, we always expect to win, and I'll expect to this time. You know, last year we went 9-3, and three, but we uh, – you know, we had a chance to win in the fourth quarter in all three games. In fact, right to the last second in all three games. Coach, um, when people think of picking football, they think hard-nosed, smash-mouth, and, of course, that uh, dominant rushing game that y'all have year in and year out. Just tell us, if you would, uh, where that comes from, the influence of a coach of yours or philosophy of yours where year in and year out y'all just seem to really be able to run the football. Well, we look for people to put in positions to run the football. I mean, I'm walking the halls looking for somebody to run the football. And we're looking for people to play offensive line. And, you know, we're looking for wingbacks and tight ends that can block and catch and and run the football. I mean, we know what we're looking for. And we seem to be able to find it in our halls at Picayune to run that. Now, could, I've seen years where we didn't have many people that could catch the ball, but we have always had people that could block and they would run it hard. Yeah, me and uh, Dennis DeVore, we were out running the other night, and, you know, we were trying to think over the last, I guess, what, Coach, you've been there 20 years now? Is that is that right at Picayune? This will actually be my 22nd. 22nd year. I coach, and I was here. Here, eight is an assistant, and then left for eight. We I've were been doing a long time. <laughs> yeah, well, we were thinking back, you know, if you had points per possession or, you know, time of possession, that offense in those 22 years rank would have to be in the top 10, I would think, 
in a state and basically any offensive category. What, would you think that was th true, Coach? Oh, I wouldn't think we'd be in the category of throwing the football, but we'd probably be in the top. I'm sure we'd be in the top ten in rushing, yeah. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like I said, we've been fortunate enough to have the people to be able to do it. You, and we, you know. No, go ahead. Yeah. That's right, Coach. No, well, you're talking about people that run it, and one one that uh, athlete you mentioned was the quarterback Jet Myers, but then also you have a running back coming in to Jordan Rain. Uh, Rain, uh, he seems like he should be able to uh, kind of tote the load for you in the backfield. Yeah, we we have we have three or four we think can can run it, man. but you know I would put Jordan at the top of the list right now, and uh, we got we got three more that can run it too, but but. Uh, Jordan's year that he has is probably going to be a direct reflection of the year we have. I mean, he means that much to us. Uh, you know, if he has a great year, we'll have a great year. Coach, some new guys on the uh, coaching staff. Just talk to us about those additions and what you look to see on the defensive side of the football with some uh, fresh blood, so to speak, on your coaching staff. Well, Ty Trayon is a proven coach. I mean, he's, he's coached in some big games and played in some big games. And, uh, you know, he's, he's got the he's got the attention of the kids. He's very enthusiastic. And uh, hey, we're still in a learning phase defensively, but I expect us to, to get more solid and, and, and improve all the way through the year defensively. Well, you know, and you, you talk, Coach, about the defense. I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have five uh, returning uh, starters on the defense, led by linebacker Dylan uh, Schwabhut and defensive back Jeremiah Stallings. So that's uh, two uh, two key additions to the returning uh, starters for that defense. Well, obviously, I, I don't know exactly how many we have. The, the key for us defensively is we getting a young man back that, uh, that led us in our second leading tackler as a sophomore and didn't play a down last year. He thought he had a, a back injury and it turned out he had bursitis in his hip. Hmm. And uh, his name's Javante Raymond, and I think he's going to be a big deal for us defensively this year. And we do have four or five coming back that played a lot of football, and uh, even we've got secondary people that's played a lot of football. Actually, we got three, our two corners in safety played a lot of football last year. It's coming back, and two of them were starters. Another one played a lot of snaps. Uh, I, I could give you names, but I could just go on and on. <laughs> and and then we have we got two defensive linemen that's played a lot of football. We're going to be a little raw at linebacker, but uh, it's, we we teaching a whole new system, so you know it's probably a good thing. Well, and you you know you have that tradition and that that track record, uh, so to speak, at. at uh, Picayune and, and, and your style of coaching and the way your team is disciplined uh, on the field. Uh, let's look at the upcoming schedule uh, in the 5A Region 4. Uh, you know, you start off the year with Poplarville, a tough opponent, but you've got them at home this year. Uh, Coach Jay, uh, Jay Beach up at Poplarville seems to be having that little 4A program running pretty good. Well, they'll have an excellent football team. Be well coached, well disciplined, and you know, I watched them play in the playoffs last year. They're going to have a fine football team. But, hey, that's why we're playing them. Uh, it, you know, we're looking forward to the challenge, and, and I'm, sure, I'm sure our kids and their kids both will give a great effort. 
Coach, when you look at y'all's uh, district and region play, district, region, whatever you want to call it, but that that set of teams, uh, you could argue, I think, across the state, maybe the toughest district of, of anywhere and uh, just a, a tough bunch to try to fight out and get a good seed going into the playoffs. Uh, I'm sure when we open up with Wayne County in the division, and I'm sure at, we got them at home, and I'm sure they'll be tough. I know Hattiesburg's going to be tough. And, uh, Long Beach should have a real good football team. They got a 2,000-yard passer and a 1,000-yard rusher coming back. And, uh, of course, everybody knows Stone County will be real tough defensively. And I know they have an excellent running back coming back. So it, it'll be an interesting battle right to the end. Well, and uh, I'm pretty – Sure, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think throughout the, the your region or district play, I think there's five new coaches coming into the district too. So there's going to be a lot of uh, so-called new Gauche, blood. Gauche, Long Beach, Gauche, Long Beach, uh, Wayne County, uh, West Harrison, and I, I can't think of who else, but it is five. Right, and – you know, and so there's going to be some new blood over there on the sideline, so to speak, putting that head coaching uh, headset on. So uh, that that should be interesting to see how some of them district games play out on that end. Well, it, it, it's always interesting <laughs> to me. So I'm knowing to be interesting to y'all, but it's uh, it's a it's a daily thing. I don't think we've missed a I've missed a day at the field house all summer. You know, I'm looking forward to see if our work pays off. Yep, and we're looking forward to it too, Coach. And uh, we j- we're, we we want to try to do this uh, throughout the season too uh, to get you after some games. Uh, if you were willing and able, if we can get work out of time uh, for you to come back on the podcast and talk about your program. Well, we'll try to do that. All right, appreciate it, Coach. All right, thank you, guys. All right, Bye-bye. thanks. Clay, we just heard from uh, Head Coach Dodd Lee about his program, some interesting things that he said. It was talking about Jet Myers, uh, Jordan Rain, uh, running the running back, and then Jet Myers, of course, the quarterback. But we hit a, we hit on their schedule a little bit. And, you know, it's got a tough – you mentioned it, the region 4 or 5A, probably maybe one of the toughest in the states. And if you look at some of the teams on their schedule, Wayne County, Stone, uh, Hattiesburg, uh, Long Beach has uh, got a new coach coming in. So, that's uh, – Got a tough little uh, schedule for Picayune Maroon Tide. Yep, uh, Picayune always prides itself on playing a tough schedule um, out of district. And as you've described there, once they get into region or district play, it should be awfully uh, tough as well. But they start out a, a game that people, locals around here, are going to be fired up about. They play uh, Popperville right down uh, the road on August the 17th to get uh, the season started for both clubs. That should be a great game. It was a great game last year. It came down to the final moments. Uh, two really good football teams will get after it uh, there on their first Friday night. will be a good test. And then to go on the road um, to D'Iverville, D'Iverville under a familiar guy to the Pearl River County area, Coach Collins leading that D'Iverville club. They'll be tough. They'll, they will be a, a good ball club and will be a good – test there in the second week then you have Pascagoula and a game that stood out in my mind is you have Gulfport uh, picking schedule Gulfport for homecoming so that says uh, a lot that you're not afraid to invite a good club into your places Gulfport of course a 6A school that won their region last year and have a lot of uh, good quality players returning 
And then you take a week off those Picayune and you get into that district that you've talked about, Jeff, and they start off uh, after that district with Wayne County. That should be a heck of a ball game, and that ball game is at home. Well, and you talk about their out-of-district uh, schedule. Like you mentioned Popperville, the Iverville, Pascagoula, Gulfport. So after them four games, you'll need that week to kind of catch your breath, uh, revamp if you need to, look at film, get things back on track before you start that tough district. And like you said, they have Wayne County. It's always been a thorn in the side. They've both been the thorns in each other's sides over the last couple years or, or several years, uh, but they have them at home. So that's a that's a good way to open up the, uh, the district play. Yep, and then you go on the road to West Harrison. West Harrison under uh, new leadership uh, there is, is a guy that's going to be familiar to Pearl River County. Uh, Coach Quincy, he was a, an assistant up at Carrier, then over at D'Ivorville with Coach Collins. So he's certainly familiar with Picayune and their style of play. And speaking of familiar and familiar with their style of play, the next week is Stone. And that's Coach John Feaster, a guy that played for Picayune before going on and playing at the University of Cincinnati. So uh, Coach Feaster, um, a good defensive, hard-nosed coach that – um, knows what Picune's going to do. That's no secret. He was an assistant up at Pearl River Central and really did a good job at times of, of stopping that run game or at least slowing it down as much as anybody uh, for Picune. He'll, he'll be the head coach over at Stone's, done a great job over at Stone. That ball game will be at home for Picune, and that would be a pivotal ball game right. in this district. Yeah, it, it really would. It, uh, after Stone at home, you face Long Beach at home. Uh, who seems to be on the rise a little bit. They're an improving ball club, uh, or, or they are improving as a ball club. And then you have to go on the road to Hattiesburg. Yep, Hattiesburg loaded up. And not to move past Long Beach right. uh, too quickly, uh, Coach Pygett comes down from Pedal. He was their defensive coordinator. He's taken over at that program. He, he, I think, will do a really good job uh, there. He's got two weapons, a guy in the backfield that can really run the football, and then Crosby, the quarterback, as talented as any quarterback in this uh, district, uh, other than maybe the team that you just mentioned in, in Hattiesburg. They're, they've got – from just anything that you can look uh, preseason as far as high school football is concerned, they're in at least the top five in most preseason polls. They've got four or five guys – that are being said to be D1 talented uh, guys. Their quarterback put up prolific numbers uh, last year. This is a team that competed for a state championship just a year ago. Jeff brings back a lot of talent, as you said, my friend. Yep, and then they also, after the tough uh, matchup at Hattiesburg, they come home, face a Gaucher team, uh, and which is a district game, of course, but then that very last game of the season, Clay, they have the Pearl River – they're at – Pearl River Central, the Blue Devils up there under new head coach Jacob Owen uh, up at up at uh, Pearl River Central. So, you could throw records out the window at that point when it comes down to that rival game. Uh, you know, Popperville Picking is trying to start that rivalry back up playing, but then when you have Carrier and Picking, that's been like the inter-county uh, rivalry ever dating back when we was in school, if not before then. So. Yep, uh, emotional ball game. Kind of a tough way, really, to – I mean, most rival ball games fall at that last game of the season. But Picune's going to – with the talent they have coming back and Coach Lee, his leadership there for the program, you would think that they're going to be in the playoff hunt. So, they'll be uh, – that's a tough ball game to end on, get ready 
for the following week of the playoffs. And you know Coach Owen will have his uh, team geared up and ready to give a, a hard-fought ball game. It'll be interesting to see, you know, Picune – Two years ago was a half away from competing against a four state championship. Laurel had a, a a big turn a big turnaround there late in that ball game, but you were just really a quarter and a half away from competing for a state title. A nice year last year, going nine and three. But it just goes to show you the level that that program's gotten to. Nine and three, really not thought too highly of around here anymore. And that just speaks to what they've done over the last 20 or so years that you can win nine ball games and people really wanted more, a deeper run, and a playoffs. And any year is kind of quiet around the Picune uh, club and maybe expectations aren't quite as high. You heard Coach Lee say they've lost some guys. It always seems like that year is the year they end up, right. you know, playing for a South State championship or making a deep run. So you never sleep on the Maroon Tide, not with the record that they've uh, put together the last 20 or so years. So you look for – I'll pick you to have another really good year. And I'll tell you one thing, with the way that they run the football and the way they hang their hat on running the football and the way Popperville runs the football, that will be, in my mind, two of the better rushing attacks in all of the state. I think the numbers uh, would say that from the last few years with Jay, uh, Coach Beach, the way that he coaches that wing tee and the way they run a football and the way that Coach Lee uh, runs that tall sweep and the power game. Those uh, – you can throw West Point and some other clubs in there, but across the state, if you want to see some smash-mouth, good uh, rushing football, that will be August 17th right over at uh, Picayune Stadium. Uh, should be a really good contest for those two clubs to get the season started. Well, and you mentioned it, Clay. August the 17th uh, is the first game of the season. And uh, the Maroon Tide fans out there, if you can't make it to the stadium – uh, home or away to watch the game. You can always listen to the Picky Maroon Tide football coverage on WRJW 1320 AM and also WRJWradio.com or the WRJW app. Uh, the voice of the Picky Maroon Tide, Kerry Metzler, along with color analyst uh, Todd Metzler and the sideline uh, reporter Donald Balch. And they do a great job over there. So if you can't make it, uh, to the stands, home or away. Tune your radio in, get on your uh, uh, mobile device and, and download the WRJW app or go to the uh, mobile site of the web of uh, the webpage and you can also you can catch that game um, in a live stream to, uh, to hear what your Pick, Picky and Maroon Tide are doing. Picunes had some turnover on their staff, their coaching staff. Two new guys on the defensive side of the football will be coaching for the Maroon Tide, Ty Trahan, and then also a new defensive line coach in Lorenzo Breland. We had a chance to sit down and talk to Lorenzo Breland, a former uh, star player for the Maroon Tide, and get his thoughts on coming back home. And that interview will be brought to you by Greg's Tow Biz, servicing Pearl River County for all your tow needs 601-337-2300 if you have a vehicle that has to go call greg's tow biz for a tow 601-337-2300 we're privileged enough tonight to have lorenzo breland join the podcast he's the new defensive line coach for the picayune maroon tide and uh, picayune natives and picayune football fans will be familiar with 
uh, Lorenzo Breeland as his time as a player here at Picayune. And I'll call him Zoe from time to time throughout the interview. But, Lorenzo, thank you for joining us tonight, man. Uh, thank you for having me. So we on on these previews, and that's what this is. It's a picking preview show for uh, football. But we look back with coaches um, from from last year and then preview forward. But in your case, I'd like to look back at at your playing days at Picayune. You were a, a great lineman for the Maroon Tide. Played just a handful of guys that I can remember that was able to participate in the Mississippi Alabama All Star Game. Just talk about your playing days, if you would, Zoe, at uh, Picayune and, and some memories or some teammates that may stand out from your time there. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, graduated in 2003 and, uh, you know, played played down here at Picayune, man, played offensive line, like you said, played left tackle, played a little defense as well. And, uh, I mean, just a, just a great overall experience. I mean, everywhere I go in the state, you know, everybody knows and, and recognizes and respects Picayune football. And, uh, you know, I'm just, just happy to be back. You know, it's a, a good tradition of football, hard-nosed football and winning. So, you know, I'm just glad to be back home. So, and, uh, most um, most fans um, can remember you linemen that are, are as good as you were. But to help bring back some memories, give me the quarterback or somebody in that backfield from, from those teams so our listeners or fans can kind of – date and go back and and remember that club okay yeah uh russell russell mitchell was my quarterback uh let me see we had uh ian oliver and jawan chambers in, in the backfield that year i think ian rushed for probably uh maybe 2100 and i think jawan probably had maybe around 1300 so you know uh played with some good guys on the offensive line you know uh believe it or not i'm actually coaching with two of them now uh coach stockton um, and uh, Coach Feely, he played guard. And we had Alan Wilkes and myself and uh, Chris Stockstill. So we had a pretty pretty big, solid offensive line to open up a lot of holes for Ian and Russell and Ford. Absolutely. And uh, one of the finer linemen to come out of, a, as you said, a tradition, uh, Coach Edwards, an offensive line coach that just churned out great offensive line after great offensive line. And you're a guy uh, that stands out in that group. After – Moving on from Picayune, though, you went up and played at Jackson State. Or was an all-swack uh, player for your time there at Jackson State and were able to earn your master's degree from Jackson State. Talk about your playing days there and then what um, your experience in education at Jackson State led to. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was definitely a great experience, like you said, uh, you know, after high school, you know, uh, blessed enough to get selected to play in that Mississippi-Alabama game. And, you know, from there, I uh, went to play at Jackson State. Uh, you know, I was a three-year starter there. Uh, Jackson State um, earned all swag, earned all American, and we won the conference championship of my senior year in 2007. Uh, we beat Grambling. And, I mean, just just a great overall experience. I mean, it's a lot of Jackson State is filled with a lot of rich history, um, you know, from Walter Payton to Jackie Schlater to Lynn Barney. I mean, just a lot of – a lot of legends and a, a lot of a lot of great tradition there as well. So, I mean, it was a great experience. Uh, believe it or not, we got off to a rough start. Uh, you know, I lost more games my freshman year in college than I lost my whole high school career. Wow. 
Wow. And, uh, you know, we, we went through uh, went through a few coaching changes, um, you know, just like anybody else, any other program, you know, hit some bumps and along the road. But, you know, uh, you know, we ended up getting together. And like I say, our senior year, you know, ended up winning the conference championship. So I'm I'm getting old to so my timeline and memory. But Jimmy Oliver, the quarterback at Pearl River Community College, did he play with you at Jackson State there? Yes, he did, absolutely. Uh, Jimmy was my quarterback uh, junior, 2006 and 2007. Yeah, Jimmy was so phenomenal. Uh, local people that listen to this podcast will re- remember just how good Jimmy was there at Pearl River Community College. And I-, I thought I remembered that when you said the state championship. I was like, yeah, that was Jimmy's time there as well. So, so talk about your playing days after uh, Jackson State. It- it's it's a great story in itself, your travels and where actually the game of football brought you when you finished uh, up at Jackson State. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, finishing up, uh, actually finished 2007, and I was draft class 2008, and uh, believe it or not, you know, that was around the time of, of the lockout. Uh, if you can remember that, during the, during the NFL lockout, so that was, some bumps and bruises along the way, but I did, you know, get a chance to have some workouts with some teams and things like that, and um, ended up landing in the Arena Football League, uh, which is a totally different game from the from the outdoor game. Uh, it's not 11-man football, it's 8-man football, and uh, just a, a lot faster game, a lot quicker. Um, you know, took a, took a time to, to kind of learn that game and perfect that and end up having a, a six-year career in the Arena Football League as well, uh, bouncing around a played in Played the Tennessee Valley Vipers in Huntsville, Alabama, uh, 2009, 2010. Uh, 2011, I went to Tulsa, Oklahoma, played for the Talons um, in 2011. Um, <clears throat> after that 2011 season, I had a great opportunity, uh, met some guys with the International Football Foundation, and had a chance to go to Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, uh, believe it or not. Uh, never my wildest dream that I think football <laughs> would take me there. Um but I mean, it was a, it was a great experience. They I actually um, was playing for Fluminense, and the thing in Brazil, they have they've been playing American football uh, there for about probably about ten, eleven years now. And uh, the league actually started on the sand, started you know on the sand, playing in the sand, and then transitioned from the sand to the grass. And when I was down there in 2011, that was the second year on the grass. Um, you know, playing eleven man football and we actually went eleven and oh and won the championship down there in the LBFA. Wow. So, so that was yeah, that was definitely a great experience. So Zoe, we're in Picayune, country boys and listen locally here but also statewide. You said the sand, y'all were playing football on sand? Like the, well, no, beach? the league started the the league started on sand. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's how they start. They started on the beach, uh playing on the beach. And uh I mean, believe it or not, it was actually kinda like a grassroots uh football movement because they do things a little different down there. Um <clears throat> especially like uh just say on like college game day. They actually have like a popular vote for which game is gonna play on college game day. Um so you don't get all the games. Uh you do get Monday night football, but with the time difference, Rio is about four, five hours ahead. So, you know, you got guys staying up to like midnight, one o'clock, trying to catch a Monday night football game, things like that. But, I mean, like I said, they love it. You know, uh, great great talent down there, uh, great experience. Like I said, I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade that for, for anything in the world. Taught me a lot about the game because, uh, believe it or not, <clears throat> I mean, those guys, you know, they kind of, 
a lot of them just learned off of YouTube and just watching it, you know, pretty much on TV. They really, you know, kind of never had nobody to kind of explain it to them and teach them the game of football. And that's what I had the, the, the pleasure and opportunity to do, you know, along with a great translator was, you know, kind of coach and teach them, you know, and play alongside of them. Well, Zoe, you mentioned coaching. Did that kind of spark your interest in, in your current profession? I mean, you come to Picayune after a one-year stand as the head coach over at Vicksburg. Did that kind of light that fire and get you headed in the direction you're in now? Definitely, definitely. I mean, I knew, I knew, uh, you know, the whole time I was playing, once I got done playing, that I did want to, you know, coach and, you know, give back and, and reach back to the guys. And like you said, uh, I was actually in Vicksburg, believe it or not, for four years. Last year, I did serve as the head coach. And uh, prior to that, I was at Murrah High School in Jackson. And then prior to that, I was at Bailey Magnet High School in Jackson. So um, I'm entering, believe it or not, I'm entering my 10th year coaching uh, right now. So it's been, been been quite a ride. And so we're visiting with Lorenzo Boreland and the defensive line coach for Picayune Maroon High School and uh, Picayune Maroon Tide. And so tell us, um, getting back to Picayune, you've talked about their tradition, coaching this defensive line through the spring. Y'all had y'all's first, I guess, opening day of fall camp uh, today. You and Coach Trahan, are, uh, you've been at Picayune and been around the block, but y'all are fresh to this coaching staff on that defensive side. Talk about the transition and what you and Cro Coach Trahan are looking to bring to this tied defense. Uh, I mean, you know, really Picayune, like I said, it's, you know, it's, it's a well-respected, uh, you know, tradition when it comes to footnote football and hard-nosed football. Um, you know, so one of the biggest differences here from, you know, any other place that I have, you know, we have a pretty much tough group of kids, you know, that are hard-nosed and, you know, understand that, you know, it's a lot of tradition when you put on that maroon and white. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, that's one of the things we're, try we're just trying to do, just trying to keep building that tradition. Um, you know, trying to get the guys to learn more about the game and, you know, understand it. And that way that'll help us be better prepared for the opponents that we uh, face on Friday nights. And, Zoe, you, you talked about uh, giving back. I believe that was a comment you made earlier. Um, something that's been important to you, I, I believe, uh, something you've done year in and year out to your community here in Picayune, and I know you have a uh, fundraiser or something that you like to do to give back to the youth here in this community. I'd like to give you a, a time now to just kind of plug that event. I believe it's coming up uh, in a week or two. If you've got some details on that, Zoe, I know our listeners would love to hear how they can help and how you're uh, giving back to your community here in Picayune. Okay, yeah. Um, what, I've, what I've been doing, this is, uh, believe it or not, this is my eighth year doing it. I do a, a back-to-school bash, and it's going to be this year. It's going to be August 11th, and uh, I hold it at my old elementary school, Southside uh, Elementary. And, you know, it's just going to be a time where, you know, kids and parents can come out, you know, and I get a chance to talk to them as well as members of the community. I invite the police department out and, you know, different people from the community to talk to the kids and just, you know, to get them to understand and focus on education and uh, see how important that is. And then, you know, we give away free school supplies where every kid gets a book bag and, you know, school supplies for the year. And hopefully we can, you know, keep encouraging them to, to focus on the academics, you know, uh, as well. So, yeah, that'll be, like I said, that'll be August 11th. Um, and it's going to be from 10 to 12 for kids from 1st to 7th grade. And, uh, like I said, it's totally free. 
So, you know, I'm excited, excited about that. Like I said, just the eighth year doing it. I want to invite everybody out. Um, you know, come out. It's totally free, free school supplies. And that's pretty much it. That's so cool that you're doing that, uh, Zoe, to give back, man. And we certainly appreciate you giving us uh, time tonight for the podcast. And just such a cool story. And, and I'm glad you're back uh, on the maroon and white sidelines. And just look for big things out of you, man. You've always been good to me. And I certainly appreciate you visiting with us tonight. I definitely appreciate it. Like I said, we're looking, for some, looking forward to a good season this year. Uh, and I know the, the Tide faithful is going to always come out and support on Friday night. And uh, hopefully we can, you know, make the, make the town and the city proud. Thank you, Zoe, man. We appreciate you. Uh, no problem. I appreciate y'all. Thanks, Coach. Got roll tight. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode brought to you by Pearl River Community College, Katie Cake and Company, and Robertson Brothers Used Cars. Stay tuned for more episodes in the weeks to come.